2: Hello, you beautiful, sweet angels. We've got another Brighter Side live coming at you. That's right. Friday,
3: October 21st. 2022, 9 p.m. at the Pack Theater. Oh, what luxury at the Pack Theater. That is, the Pack Theater is in Hollywood, California. That's 6470 Santa Monica Boulevard. Holden McNeely, some other special people are going to be on the show. Tickets are $5 in advance, 7 bucks day of. Come on. It's cheaper than a fucking coffee to see this show.
2: <laughs> that's the Pack Theater. And we're going to be doing what we do best at LPN, and that's put a smile on your beautiful face.
3: That's right. So come on out, enjoy it we love you we'd love to say hi to you after the show and uh you know what everyone gets a free sticker wow yeah i'm giving away stickers again
2: holy shit eddie
3: (laughs) see you at the show fuckers
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey! hey, welcome! You want to throw a party but low on cash? You want a total rager but barely have enough friends to fill a hot tub? Well, there's always a way around these little problems. I used to live in a shoebox in Brooklyn, but hey, there's roof access. Party on the roof! Woo! <coughs> Whatever dilemma you face, we've got you covered. We're talking everything from music to party decorations to how to make a proper punch. It's all about party hacks on this week's episode of The Brighter Side. Party in the USA.
3: Hey, yo, oh, come on, get your party
2: pants. Party, party, party. party get party. your party on!
3: Hey, everybody, how you doing? It's the brightest I that we're going to party. We party hot.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> as a Floridian yourself and as a Louisianan myself. We party. we party. We party. We love to party. We've got some hacks for you. You can make any party happen any day of the week, anytime you want, baby.
3: Amen to that. You know, you just, you know just know that you, you got to be able to... Accept help sometimes when you want to start these yes. parties and you get your party hacks going, making something out of nothing. Uh, I've been making something out of nothing with parties my whole life. You know, it's a, my mom taught me, it was one of the things I learned as a, as a very youngster, you know, how to put together a party, how to host a bunch of people, too many people in a small space. Oh, I love I
1: don't it. Know,
3: I come from a family of caterers. You know, we love, bringing people together, and making sure everyone has a good time. Speaking of which, here's a beer. Woo! Ah,
2: Eddie
3: Spaghetti. I'm drinking a
2: whiskey and soda water. I am
3: drinking that as well. We had just recorded another episode before this, and we're doing another one. Late and drunk for you. (laughs) Bucks.
2: <laughs> but don't you want to know how to party,
1: baby? <laughs> yeah.
2: I love it. Man, so many fun parties. I will say partying has changed a little bit, a bit as we get older. Oh, in the age. Oh, for sure. But for not, sure. it's still fun. Yeah. You know, still way fun. I will say like, you know, even a few years ago, you'd be like, hey, Amber, come down this alleyway. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, okay.
3: Yeah. That's why. I mean, you could party anywhere. When, you know, in high school, we used to party in parks, close down pools, golf oh. courses, you know, all kinds Those of shit. Those are the
2: best kind of parties where they don't want you around.
3: Oh, yeah. Someone's parents are out of town. Fucking rock and roll. Yeah,
2: I threw a party one time when my parents were out of town. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, did we have a great time. I was too young to like know how to like cook for everybody. Yeah. So we just drank and played drinking games. Well,
3: I mean, that that you, you talk about getting older and I think that's the first... First thing that comes uh, as you get older, parties need food. They need food. Yeah. But in college, you could buy a keg and you're good. Man, you know, I was you doing just keg stands on Valentine's
2: Day. Oh, yeah. my
3: God. Yeah, of course. I love a good keg stand. Uh, I mean, I I used to do all the keg stands I could. You know, I, I, you got to find your your hacks on how to get your beers uh, and stuff like that. Also, uh, just want to throw, uh, a, before we even really get into this episode. Okay. It's a drinking heavy episode. Want to throw the trigger warning out there. If you're sober, you know, and you miss these parties, enjoy this episode. But uh, you don't need to go back uh, because, you know, when the party's over, it's over.
2: But I will say one of my <laughs> hacks is have non-alcoholic drinks at your party. And that's oh. something I do as I'm older. I understand now. Because my last rager I threw, pregnant women showed up. Yeah, that's So I knew to have like ginger beer. I knew to have like Shirley Temples. Oh,
3: yeah. No, that is something for now. I always have at least two coolers and one cooler has non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. and or Non-alcoholic beer, seltzers, sodas, and waters. Always have a lot of water, especially when it's hot out. Yeah. People you may shove it down people's throats. They need it. But, yeah, no, I, I always have a beer cooler and a non-alcoholic cooler uh, just to make sure that everyone is, you know, taken care of. Because if you invite a lot of people and you throw in a big party, you don't know who is recently sober. Right. You know, stuff like that. Also, so, you
2: need to have a glass of water in between two or three drinks. Absolutely. Have to. Or else you're going to tell, hi. Yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah. You know, but no it, one likes
3: that. It's very important. You don't need anyone to relapse at your party. Mm-mm. You know, I that happened to a buddy of mine recently. He was at a, a funeral, which, you know, after a funeral, you have a party. And someone handed him a vodka soda when he asked for a soda. No. And he drank it and didn't tell anyone and got no. hammered that night and all that stuff. And so it's just like, you know, you got to make sure that you're uh, doing the right thing. Because like one a generous offer can ruin someone's life. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, it's good to have that non-alcoholic cooler. So when they open the cooler, they don't even have the option to grab a beer. That's right. You know, I think that's important.
2: That's right. And that being said, let me tell you a great way to make a punch. That's a pleaser. What you got to do is you got to get Hawaiian red punch. Okay. And you got to get one other fruit juice. I'm talking pineapple or orange or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get some oranges, cut those up into slices, get a can of cherries. Yeah. Put that all in there. I would recommend some of that 190, that Everclear.
3: Oh my God. That You're and crazy. Something
2: else. So, like, last party I did, I did that and some Hennessy in a big bowl. Yeah. You can also do vodka. You do whatever you want. It's really all about that red Hawaiian punch. That's what makes it kind of. Um, You love that. I love it because it tastes like that daiquiri in New Orleans.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. I'm on my phone. I'm trying. I have a great recipe I'm trying to find for you. It's a a sangria family recipe. Oh, I want to I want to share it with uh, it's just basically sugar, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it's so good. Oh, I don't have it uh, right now, but that's fine. Uh, Basically, what you do is you get some sangria wine, a little triple sec, and then uh, you you could fill the rest of it with fruit, uh, some soda water, a little bit of ice, not too much to keep it cold. Yeah. And uh, it is delicious, and it goes a long way. I love it so much. That triple sec really helps take it up
2: a notch oh my god because it's sweet but it's alcoholic but not too So alcoholic? you're talking
3: about the Everclear? that that's too much for me that's to me that's college that's oh, a, you yeah? know that's a college thing you know i think we're past that now oh i'm I think, not
2: past it at all Andy. i know
3: you're not past it no I'm but not. i think everyone else that we know is and i just want to make sure that we all like you know you want to you don't want to Sometimes as you get older, you put too much in the punch or you give too many, too many drinks and the party ends early. Oh, I like to keep it going as long as possible. Right. And so the hard booze is what's going to really fucking take end the party faster.
2: I just tell people that the punch is really alcoholic. And I say, hey, I'm making food. I'm making punch. Guests bring beer and wine. Yeah. So have that as much as you want. And then I tell them, hey, this punch has a lot in it. And, you know, luckily we have the kind of group that's like, oh, okay. And we mm-hmm. kind of stop ourselves. And then what? I don't know. I think go for it.
3: I think every party, if you're starting a party, you got to figure out how to start it with at least 48 beers. I think every, if, you know, if you're having 10 or more people over, I think a good 48 beers is a good way to start.
2: Make them cold.
3: Make them cold. Get them going. I majored in packing coolers in college. Okay. Uh, Nothing makes me madder than when I watch someone pack a cooler, like a fucking dump. Oh,
2: the wrong way. Like they're just putting them like wasting space.
3: Take your time. Let's get as much in there as possible. The first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get your shittiest beer because you want to buy different kinds of beers. You don't want to just buy the same beer, but the worst beer that you buy, like the Bush or the Miller Lite or whatever, you know, high life. Uh Yeah. No, I like it too. And that's, you know, it's fine. I I drink Budweiser as my favorite beer, but you put the more expensive beers on top cuz that's when you still have your taste palate. And by right. the, once you people start get drunk, they'll drink anything. And so what you do is you line the bottom of that cooler with like high life beers. Also, great hack, always buy cans and not bottles.
2: Yes, cuz a bottle breaks. Bottle breaks. It's going to get
3: in somebody's foot or they don't know how to open it, you right. know, and it's like it's all it's a mess. Cans are always better than bottles especially at pool parties. But what you do is you unload and you put them face up, you know, like standing straight up and the bottom of the cooler you line it no ice. You line it first with no ice and then you put the ice on top of that and then you can start placing them in how you do and you do the layers. And another thing to do is if you're running out of ice or you you know you're gonna, you didn't get out to the store, you forgot ice at the store – Make sure that you have, uh, you could, you got little cooler packs that you can put in there That's to kind of keep it a little, a little cool while you work
2: That's on good. It. Also, another thing on ice, if you're poor, Lord knows I've been my mm-hmm. whole life, but you want to go to a party and you want to bring something, bring a bag of ice.
3: Oh, man. It's, it's going to get
2: used. They're going to need it. we are going to save the Worst comes it
3: goes in the freezer and it gets used at the next party. Yep,
2: it's $1.25.
3: It's so cheap. And people always need it. That and plastic cups. I know plastic. We have a whole thing about plastic, but we're talking about <laughs> parties right now. We're not talking about the environment. Because the environment goes out the window.
2: Oh, yeah. But honestly, like, if you have the regular cups and you wash them after a party, how yeah. much water are you using?
3: You know? I mean, if you put them in the dishwasher, I don't know. It's just, you know. It's, I think but, it might
2: even out. I At don't know. In a party know. situation...
3: In California, maybe out east where they got all the water they want. Watch out with the plastic cups, get a Sharpie, write your name on it. You know, Amber uh, has a hack for drinking at parties, which, you know, I've never seen anyone else do it other than you. You know, it's Amber's beer because it's dented the fuck. She dents the hell out of uh, all your, all of her beer. Do
2: one thing, to your beer.
3: Yeah. Do something, you know, put the, flip the tab up, you know, do something, crack the little edge a little bit or something. And then you'll know it's yours, especially if everyone's drinking out of the same goddamn thing.
2: Oh my god! So let's tell some party stories, because one of my favorites. Well, how about some jokes? Oh, okay. Did you write jokes? I did. I just got so excited about these stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Do you want to yeah. save the jokes? No, we'll 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 save the stories. I'll no, um, save the story. I like well whiskey. Mm -hmm. It tastes like a fist fight under a bridge. It's the stuff the bartender scraped up off the floor and says, get out of here, you old whore. (laughs) You know, Prince always
3: told us to party like it's 1999. And then Woodstock 99 happened.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've never had a smooth tasting tequila, but I've had a drive my car into a Home Depot tasting tequila.
3: Every party needs chips. You know why? Because those highway patrolmen get down.
2: (laughs) Rum is for pirates. And after a few glasses, I'll pillage the bar back. (laughs) (laughs) No one likes someone who shows
3: up to a party empty-handed. Unless they're super hot, then it's totally fine. And thank you for spending time with us.
2: (laughs) oh my god it's not a joke but I, I do remember the first time I went to a party with a bunch of hot girls and mm-hmm. like they didn't bring anything because I always brought stuff to parties yeah. even when I was much younger I would always like bring ice or cups even when I was poor but I remember I was like 25 and oh. I was like we're going to this party with these two other girls and they just showed up and I was like we're not going to get beer we're not going to bring it and they're like no we just we're go. hot yeah <laughs> We're <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna, sh- and I was like flabbergasted. And the fact that everybody welcomed us, and I was like, wait a minute, we can just walk in. Without- oh my
3: god, <laughs> it's so crazy. funny! Oh my god,
2: peach snaps is what your uncle gives you before he fondles you to the song Rockin' Robin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you know what Michael Jackson's favorite parties are? What pizza parties? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, bye, yeah. welcome to a pizza party. Again.
3: Ah, yeah, he loved playing pin the tail on the donkey, but the donkey's name was Zachary. (laughs) Hey, oh, coming in with the Michael Jackson jokes. Remember when his hair, he was in that Pepsi commercial and his hair caught on fire? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank God for the people on set that day, because if he would have died, he might have become Freddy (laughs) Krueger.
2: That's funny, and you should put that in your stand-up rotation. Uh, it's a new
3: one. It's a new That's one. That's a good
2: one.
3: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, that Michael Jackson jokes, I feel like they're kind of
2: Please <laughs> go in there.
3: Yeah, fuck it. Everyone I think knows. Say some
2: more Michael. Jackson. I think do twenty minutes on Michael Jackson. I mean, Ed.
3: I got it. You know, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I play. You ever play the? You know, when you go to the casinos in Vegas, they have the Michael Jackson uh, slot machines. Oh, yeah, no, they're great. If you hit the jackpot, you get a kid. <laughs> You got jackpot. Yeah. You got jackpot. And instead of bells that just goes shh shh shh
1: Don't tell your mom. Don't
3: tell. Oh, oh, oh man. You saw the documentary uh uh leaving Neverland. Mm-mm. Uh, the one where he all about Michael Jackson. Oh, right. Yeah. You no know who I feel bad for is Finding Neverland. I love that movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they found it and they gotta leave because they yeah. got molested.
3: And you all know who really did it, you know, let's face it. You know, because the whole thing's a case of uh he said, he he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stop.
2: Let's stop. (laughs) That's so fun. Ed, I know you love theme parks. Would you go to a theme park for free, but you get a finger in your butthole? Ah,
3: nah, I'll pay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right maybe like 10 years ago i would have thought about it but yeah, you know yeah. i can I, I can i can spend the hundred you can afford the zipper yeah i can go yeah i can I, yeah exactly yeah no so let's you want to tell us some party stories and then maybe we can get to some party tips uh oh man i got a list of different types of parties that we can uh figure out how to do on a budget and stuff like that oh
2: so much this episode's gonna be fun you know one of my most fun parties is I used to wrestle women in Louisiana. That's a mm-hmm. thing women did, and it was fun. Now
3: were those women just gators and dresses? <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we kissed at the end. <laughs> um, but I kind of forgot I did this, but it was like, it would get rowdy. Like of we course. Would throw each other, like, women are strong.
3: Oh, yeah. And especially throw each other when, down. People, when you get a crowd going, Woo. you know, it's it's so hard not to. They'd imagine.
2: hoot and holler. And, like, we started off as fun, but then it was like, oh, shit, yeah. we're doing this for life.
3: Now, would you do it, like, was it like baby
2: oil or mud or something like that? Uh, one time it was pudding. Whoa. Yeah, one time it was jello. Damn, this is back in Louisiana. You used to do this shit? Yeah, one time. That's to, crazy. <laughs> yeah. And and just like in a field, just like, let's go,
3: let's go. I mean, I did the exact opposite of that where we used to like literally box each other and like, and people would stand around and cheer and shit. And then we light mattresses on fire. But you know, but I did have a ring girl. I did have a ring girl.
2: That's so fun. Parties in the South were some of my favorite. If you find a field, that no one's at mm-hmm. and then just throw a bonfire in it invite a bunch of 16 year olds I mean it's
3: over Somebody's it's such gonna a die. good time yeah. oh, no
2: one ever died no yeah no one not, ever not, died not at
3: my parties you know thank God you know we got a couple close calls but um, but yeah no
2: one ever died but no one, it feels like you're gonna die
3: yeah there's a couple times really we should probably I remember one time we used to do these woods parties they were so much fun because Tallahassee is just surrounded by woods and I'm yeah. sure Louisiana's the same thing and what we would do was we would go um, like Byron Baldrini and I uh would go and we'd we'd get a bunch of uh, he had a big pickup truck and so we'd go to like behind grocery stores and we'd steal like those pallets you know that you put stuff on the big right. wood pallets and those things go up like a motherfucker you know that was always so much and we'd take those into the woods we'd bring like we would like spend the day finding pallets and then driving them out into the middle of the woods where we knew we're going to be. And like, we do like three runs of pallets. So we would never run out. That's
2: why you have a pickup truck.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so we would be out there and having a good time. And, uh, I remember one time we had a, it was a tree that was kind of like, it was a very tall tree, but it was over the fire and the fire got pretty high. And I was worried the tree was going to get hit or something. And then my friend, Amy, she, uh, climbed to the top of the tree over the fire, and she, she was hammered, and she fell into the fire. Amy. Yeah, no, she fell into the fire, and then like I don't know how. Like it's just like one of those people. Like you know, bad things happen to them, but they're always fine. Yeah, and she just like rolled out of it, like perfectly fine. And then like, she just got up and was like, let's finish the keg. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this woman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. One time I was in a woods fire and I had a can of kerosene and I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I like just threw it on the fire and I, but I poured it.
3: Jesus, you lucky you didn't die, Amber. The
2: flame started going up, climbing yes. up, and I just clipped it and pulled it back. You and then could've, that could have, that could have been it. I just laughed and laughed. Oh my God, <laughs> you could have been. They could have had to put your ass on your face just yeah. so you had cheeks again. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I was like fifteen.
3: Amber, when did you start drinking?
2: My first alcoholic beverage I think I was like 11 years old it was no way really it was a Zima I found it in my brother's fridge so young and I put a lollipopper in it or like a little thingy in it and I had it and I was like "Mm, it's a little sweet I had it and I was like a little bit drunk and then I think I started drinking around 15
3: wow yeah like 12 my parents friends left and uh, my friend's parents left the house and we were there and we're like, let's drink tonight. You know, <laughs> let's see what it's like. And then we had uh, one shot of whiskey each and uh, like bad whiskey, like Seagram 7, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was so awful that I didn't drink again until I was 16. <sighs> and uh, and then, you know, I figured out that, uh, yeah, I can do this almost every day. There you, you know, go. It, But uh, the it was uh, once I got my first beer. You know, I can't remember exactly where my first beer was. It was either at a fish concert, which I can't believe I just found out. I'm going through, I'm looking through fish on uh Napster as I do because you know I'm a crunchy piece of shit sometimes. You're and, not crunchy. And uh, but you know, I like to I like to dabble in the crunch. And uh and I'm going through it and I found out they released that concert as a cd like <gasps> like 10 years ago you so you got to get it I, I got to listen i tried to find it it's like 100 bucks cuz it's rare it's called coral sky and i could not i but i listen it's on napster it's on uh, spotify uh and so i went back and i listened to the concert that i went to when i was 16
1: wow and
3: the funny thing about that concert going back to cheap parties the day before i was sober at the time i think it was my first beer was at the concert um but I had a bunch of uh my parents were out of town
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I remember I had a bunch of I threw a party at my house and I had a bunch of people come by but we were all straight edge and so there was no beer literally the most innocent party ever we were going in the pool and eating pizza oh, that's and like nice. I had a bunch of like sodas and then my friend Mr. Pastrami's mom caught me And then broke up the party and then everyone had to go home and I got in trouble.
2: Oh, but it was a nice party, but you made it.
3: It was, it was like, it should have been for how much trouble I got in. I wish it was debaucherous, but it was like, it was so like goody two shoes and I couldn't believe we actually got in trouble.
2: That was the thing I learned as a kid is if I'm going to get in trouble for something, I might as well have fun. Yeah. Because I knew, oh, if I stay out past curfew, I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I might as well stay up past curfew and do something fun and drive across state lines and shit.
3: You're always talking about state lines. <laughs> <laughs> Living like Dukes of Hazard. I know. Well, at the time, it was like it's a big deal. Fucking Smokey and the Bandit running. Right.
2: <laughs> state lines. Oh. oh, man, there was something about younger parties. I forget. It was so much
3: fun. We used to throw parties on the beach all the time because there was this like one beach that had a gazebo and nobody would ever go to because like when I was a sophomore that senior year, there was a big fight there. Oh, shit. And the cops just shut it down. And so for a year, no one went there and everyone kind of forgot about it. And then we started going there and we were, you know, we weren't that bad. I mean, we did drugs and shit, but we weren't like trashing it. We cleaned up our trash, you know, stuff like that. Responsible
2: drug users. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And uh, I remember we used to, we used to, we called it a sacred beach and uh, it was great. It was right by the inlet in Boca Raton. Nice. And uh, we would go there and party all night long. And that was the most fucking fun ever we'd eat acid and just like steal beer and and just have a great time that's great yeah
2: I do love a responsible party like when you clean up
3: (laughs) I love we call it responsible when I've stole all the beer
0: (laughs) everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or Mc Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Oh, the story I wanted to say. So, in high school, my mom was like, you gotta be in beta. You gotta be in be- beta. is like a group where you have to maintain a certain GPA and, like, do certain activities for the town. ha <laughs> 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 um, you're, you're like Goody Two Shoes. You're like yeah. a Goody Two Shoe kid, and she's like, "You gotta be a It's like four H kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was in it for about a month, and I was like, "This fucking sucks," mm-hmm. and so I stopped being in it. But I kept lying to my mom saying that I was in it. Yeah. To the point that Beta had a road trip. And she's like, So you're going on the trip, right? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would do this thing, and I'm sure everybody can relate. Your parents had a liquor cabinet. So I would take like a little bit out mm-hmm. of each alcohol and put it into one water bottle. Yeah. So it was like a concoction of fucking
3: death. oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah and i hit it in my the pillow
3: longest island iced tea <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and i hit it in my pillowcase. i'm not in beta and it was late at night she dropped me off of the bus it was like okay bye good luck and this like left i had to like lie my way on the bus and i was like yeah i'm in beta yeah i'm in because it's before oh. cell phones oh no,
3: man they used to just if you acted confident you could do anything you back just get in on the... day. i got
2: on the bus and you know what i did eddie i was a bad kid you got I everyone gave... hammered yes <laughs> That was my shit. I got these fucking nerds hammered, man. It was fun. Oh
3: man. I used to do that. I remember before me, well, not before me, the, the, so when I was a sophomore in high school, the senior class was a bunch of fucking drunks and druggies and I loved them. And, uh, we would, uh, we had to, I was in theater and so we'd have a post play party every time. And like, you know, like the first hour the teachers would be there and then they would leave and then we'd start breaking out the booze and the weed and shit. And I remember after that senior class left the next year, uh, the, the drama teacher, uh, pulled me and my buddy Lewis aside And she had a meeting with the two of us after school one day, and she was like, so you two – are what's keeping me from having a clean drama department. <laughs> I just remember being like, "I'm gonna get these kids hammered."
1: Oh
2: my and, god!
3: Yeah, so we. I remember. So from that day on, I was like, "Okay, the after party is my responsibility." And we fucking had some goes. It was the best. Ooh, man! uh, once I figured out like how to do it, like it was so much fun. So much fun. I think the most important thing I can say is, you know, you know, rather than like spending money or doing drugs and like, you know, obviously be responsible. And, you know, I mean, God, if we had Uber back then, I mean, come so on. So
2: many, so many times I would wake up in my apartment and how be like, how not, did I get here?
3: Oh, my God. We're so lucky to be alive. Uber saves lives. Please take Uber yeah. and Lyft, folks. I mean, we I, I can't believe that it exists. Um But, you know, I, I remember just what learning from the, the scene, it's like my, that was my school was like learning how to throw parties. And like, by the time I got to college, I was throwing the most legendary parties of all fucking time.
2: Well, you had Funkadelic at your parties, right? That's how I met him. That's Parliament. how I knew him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I would have, yeah, I would have the P-Funk parties, which was, you know, which grew every time we ended up doing five of them. You know, the first time was just like two kegs and a bar and a bunch of blunts because we also sold weed. Here's such a, all right. You need a lot of weed for a party. A lot of, you know, if you if you got a stoners coming over, and it's so expensive. Here's how you. Here's a hack for that. A uh, party hack for that is because you're gonna want to roll a bunch of joints and blunts to kind of pass around. You want to play Santa Claus, right? Yeah. And you want them going around. You don't want to feel weird about like, oh, let's go in the corner and smoke. You know, like no, it should be for everybody. it should be for everybody, and it should be out in the open. And It should be fun. Um, so a good way to do that is you take some shitty weed and you mix it with good weed. Ooh. And that way you can feel good about filling out your blunts when you mix with tobacco people choke and like you know you get someone sick who doesn't normally smoke and, and it's like, also
2: way more potent yeah like sometimes i'll have it's called a spliff mm-hmm. i've had a spliff with like a couple little pieces of weed in there i got sicker than yeah. if i smoked a joint oh yeah because Something you, about that you com- take that combination.
3: weed hit and like you know like for people it's good for it's good for them but if you pass it to you know a normal woman yeah. who never smokes who's just happy to be at a party Uh, she's going to get all fucking, she's going to get sick on that tobacco. I
2: remember Ben Kronberg, you know him. Yeah, I know Ben. So he had like this rolly tobacco and I like wanted a cigarette so bad. And I was like, Ben, can I please like give you a dollar and roll a cigarette and he's like sure sure but just let you know there's like some weed in there and i was like okay whatever and i rolled it and then i proceeded because i was a comic at the time like a stand-up yeah and i proceeded to get so fucking high i went on stage and was just like hey everybody um i'm ripped woo (laughs) and like no jokes nothing happened Oh it was crazy a
3: total disaster uh, shout out to Ben. Uh, thank you for uh, getting Amber
2: high. On
1: yeah.
3: but, uh, he's, uh Ben's out in uh, Colorado now doing shows. He's got like a venue and everything. He's doing oh, He's doing great for himself. Good for him. I miss that guy.
2: I will say the most fun parties I've been to were poor parties. I mean, yeah. So if you say like, oh, I don't have enough money. I can't. You can throw a killer fucking party. Yeah. And I say, step one, bring it old school. Go print off flyers, go Mm -hmm. like make a flyer on your computer, go to Staples and print it off, hand it out at your school, hand it at your work or wherever. Everyone
3: knows the letters BYOB.
2: Yes, they all know it. And like make a cool picture, have your address and be like, show up. And then you can have a fucking rager.
3: Also, I think another thing that's very important, I think a lot of people don't realize this when you're throwing a party, you gotta address the beer situation. You don't want to run out of beer. No. And then have to do a run. You gotta get that run done like when you still got like at least a 12 pack left or something like that. And then you can always do a collection. Take a get a hat, walk around. You got to, you know, we gave you the first round for free. We're going to go pick up some more beers and the more money in the hat, the more beers we're going to get. And then so that always works uh, towards the end of the night. And Absolutely. So, yeah, and so try to find your sober friend to drive you to get more beer or hopefully you live next to a... Uh, To a a bodega or something where you can go down, you bring like three helpers with you and then you come back and you save the party and everyone's screaming and
2: loving you. I love it. And speaking of like responsible parties and more sober people. So sometimes people are going to be, you know, they're not heavy drinkers or heavy smokers, but they want to be there. But Mm -hmm. maybe talk to them and say like, hey, if you see like a girl having a bad time or a fight breaking out, come tell me. Yeah. Come break it up. Like you're going to need kind of a security
3: Oh yeah, situation for sure. there you're yeah, going to need
2: people there that are aware.
3: Especially at a giant house party in a college town because yes. people just walk around those neighborhoods looking for trouble. And if they see a bunch of cars out front, they're just going to walk in your front door. And they they're you know, I always had a term for them and it's hyenas. Ooh. They come, they look for your fucking goods and they come, they start shit, they start fucking with the women, yeah. they start, you know, it's a it's a mess. So you got to spot that shit, lock it down immediately. You could do one or two things. I've, I've seen sometimes my first thing I always do is if I notice someone who looks a little shady, you know, I go up to them and I'm just the sweetest man possible. And like, I literally, I just go and I'm like, I'm very welcoming. I give them drinks. I say, thank you for coming out, you know, and all this stuff. I'm like, we're having a nice chill time, you know, and explain to them what you're doing. Don't be condescending, be gracious and welcoming. And then they'll be so surprised that that happened to them. Like I've had so many times where I've had like straight up gangsters come to my parties and they like were like totally chill and like respectful and had a good time. And I'd be like, you know, I would always like. You know, just like you'd be like, Oh, you know, these girls are taken, you know, and this stuff this kind of stuff. And like and like you can if you're sweet enough and welcoming enough, you can diffuse the hyenas.
2: Also, you're a big guy. Yes, Let's de- keep that de- in de- mind. De- it
3: definitely helps. Like if I am I kind of s- scary.
2: Yeah, because if I did that, they'd be like, oh, okay, so we rape you at 5 p.m., right? Okay, 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 great. <laughs> I one time walked into, quote unquote, the wrong party. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I was supposed to go to a party in this cul-de-sac. So I go and I like hear this noise and I walk in and I'm having a great fucking time. Yeah. Like I'm partying. I made friends. I don't know these people, but I'm drinking. I'm like telling stories. I'm laughing. Yeah. And then my friends friend. friend comes up and they're like we're at the wrong party Uh, it's actually next door and I was like okay and I said oh guys sorry be right back or something I made an excuse I didn't say we're at the wrong party you know make it keep cool keep cool yeah so I leave and I go to quote unquote the right party and um, it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> It sucked. And it was just one woman like swirling wine in her wine glass, just talking about her divorce. And I was just like, well, <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go back to the wrong party. <laughs> so I, I went to the wrong and I just had a bomb like fun night.
3: Oh my God. That's so much fun. I had a similar situation happen to me. I was um I, I it was back in college i was in uh i was visiting gainesville from tallahassee because we all went to a 311 concert
2: Ooh, three amber is a color of your energy it
3: was right when that album came out
2: that's a big album
3: yeah and um so we were uh we were enjoying the 311 concert as you did back in uh 19 uh oh no that's 2002 2001 uh and so we're um we're enjoying that and then uh we all had a bunch of rolls, which is basically Molly, but like it was, it was different back then. Yeah. And we ate a bunch of rolls and we're having a good time. And I remember we're all sitting in this, in this apartment and like, you know, we're just like, you know, it's chill, you know, we're giving each other massages, you know, like blowing Vicks in each other's faces and stuff. We're having a good time, you know, and like smoking weed. And, and then I remember, and then this, um, it was two in the morning. It was before cell phones. It was before like, it was even like, it was pre nine 11. So there was like, even the 24 hour news cycle wasn't the same, you know, yeah. like, it was, you know, it was, you know, you news didn't travel as fast. And so this chick, uh, shows up and busts in the party. We're all like having such a peaceful, mellow, nice time. And then she just starts like, turn off the music, turn off the music. And we're like, well, she's like, Oh, died. Oh, and then I don't know what happened to me. You're probably going to hate me for this ever, but I was just like, Lock her on the patio.
1: (laughs) 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 We just like put her on the patio. We
3: just kept partying and she couldn't. She's just out in the patio, fucking crying and shit because Aaliyah's dead. Oh my God. And I eventually left the party and I went downstairs. And this coolest dude I ever seen in my whole life, he looked like a mini Marley. And his, I remember I was like, Hey man, what's up? You know? Cause I was, you know, I was in a good friendly mood and then I was looking for weed cause no one had any weed surprisingly enough. And, uh, I remember I was just like, I was like, what's up, man. I was like, Hey, I hate to be, you know, weird, but like you got any weed and he's like, sure, man. And he just reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a big bag of weed and he rolls me a joint and you know, and he just handed it to me. I was like, Oh cool. Let's smoke. And he's like, nah, man, I don't smoke. I just give people weed. What? And I was like, what the fuck? Who are you? And he's like, my name's cake. And I was like, "Oh my God, are you the nicest man named Cake?" And then he's like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, Cake, you know, why don't you come over to my party?" I was like, "All right." So I go over to his party, and it was rocking.
1: Whoa! And I was,
3: I was the me and my buddy were the only white people in there. Okay. And it was like they—that's where I I learned a lot about throwing a house party that night. Really? Yeah, because like the one thing they did that I immediately did when I threw my P Funk parties. Mm-hmm. You got to move out the furniture.
2: Oh, yeah, no, because you, you can't take have nice stands in there. You
3: take all the furniture and you pick someone's bedroom and you just put as much of it in there as possible. Yeah. Because people are going to break it and you need the space if you're going to have a big party. And so I I was like, well, there's so no furniture And then I realized, like, oh, man, I'll put it in the bedroom so people got room to. Par- I was like, oh, my God. Genius. Are fucking kidding me? You yeah. know, like, I, was, I was like, yes, of course. Let's, it's, yeah. And then, uh, and then ever, uh, just like dancing with it, the, like, there were so many ladies. And I was just like, I was like, I've been, I, officially not been to any parties my whole life. Now, yeah, this you know? is the party. Like, this is the party, and, like, I changed the whole way I did shit from then on. Ooh. I would, like, I like, you know, you make friends with the right people in town. It's always a good thing to do. And it's not you don't do it in, like, you know, it, legitimately be their friend. You know, don't use them. Don't you know, have, like, like,
2: an insidious, like, reason to be their friend. Yes, Just yeah.
3: be nice. Yeah, exactly. Like, me and Danny, we became best buddies. And, like, yeah, if, if he wasn't in P-Funk, maybe I wouldn't have reached out. But, you know, at the same time, we're, like, best friends now, 20 years later. That's great. And so, you know, you got to make sure you, and then we had another guy who was a DJ, we buddied up with him. And so we'd throw these big parties and we'd have the DJ going and it was all free, you know, like we give tips for the DJ, tips for the band, you know, we'd give him a couple hundred, you know, but like not much, and, you know, cause we spent all the money on like weed and booze and beer. And then the thing I did the most at these giant P-Funk parties that, I mean, I, I, I can't recommend this more. It's like, yes, we, so we had four bedrooms and a big living room. And so I'd like, I would take like the, the, the couch and I put it in the kitchen, you know, things like that. And like really turned it into a nightclub. I got some lights from the theater cause we were in lighting we were in drama, is so important, you know, like, yeah. and, so, and then, but, and I had this giant, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, trough, That I would that I filled I cleaned I scrubbed and I cleaned and I filled with beers and like I fit like three hundred beers in there and like we went all out and like we only we didn't charge the door we're like fuck it this is but we this is we had extra money this isn't a party hack you were a drug dealer then right I mean a weed dealer you know I it's I wasn't dealing drugs I was dealing weed okay okay you know there's a there's a big difference between someone who deals cocaine and heroin (laughs) and what I did
2: you're correct (laughs) you are correct yes I did go. to a foam party in college. Ooh. Speaking of moving all the furniture, they put a tarp.
3: I wonder if they got their deposit back.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they put a tarp everywhere and I remember like seeing like bubbles coming out of the door and I got invited and I was like, sure, ha ha. And I was wearing like, you know, I was always very a Little more conservative as a girl because mm-hmm. I was raised pretty religious, but like yeah. still had low rise jeans and a tank top ish. And I walked in and it was just fucking bikinis and don't sh, oh, foam. And like you walk through the foam, you can't see anybody, but you can like feel people. Mm-hmm. That shit's crazy.
3: That is crazy. You ever been to
2: a foam party?
3: I've I've sat on the outside of a phone party. It's
2: fucking wild. I was in Cancun.
3: I was a little grossed out. You're going
2: to get STDs in your eyes. There were
3: people just literally fucking everywhere. It was a really crazy place. I was... You know, as someone who likes to throw big parties and, and rage and sell weed, uh, it was a bit much.
2: I wore jeans. <laughs>
1: it's a bit much.
2: I wore jeans to a foam party, and that's a mistake, but also the correct decision to make. Yes, because I didn't want anybody touching me. But it was also like I have wet jeans the whole night.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. Mine wasn't in an apartment. I don't even know how the fuck they pulled. They that just off.
2: put like tarp.
3: Oh my god, that's people. That's got to be so slippery. People must have got
2: hurt. These are LSU apartments. Oh
3: my god!
2: LSU apartment. There was this thing called like I Tiger Road or Tiger ti, Tiger Town, uh-huh. and it was people like when you drive in there, there's kids hanging on the sign. Yeah, like they're just hanging above it. And Florida like State was
3: a lot. It was it was a lot the same because Florida because Tallahassee had four colleges. It had TCC, Flagler, Florida State, and FAMU. And fam you, all black school, fucking wild. Famu homecoming. Yeah. You don't go out. You just don't go out. It's too much. It's too crazy. The roads shut down. Like every for like three years straight, someone got shot at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> like it was just like it was, like there was one time I stayed home by myself. I was like, I'm not going out. I know better than this. You know, and I'm just like, I got a I got like a bunch of beer and I'm just sitting there at my house. And then a fucking giant fight happened in my driveway. Like it was just like a, like someone was getting their car chased by another bunch of dudes and like they pulled into my driveway and they got out and they all started beating the shit out of each other Whoa. right in my driveway and I just remember just be holding up a phone be like calling the cops. Call on the cops. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, so it's just, you know, you got to you gotta, you gotta know when to back down and get out of these When parties. to hold them, when
2: to fold them. I'll say a party that I was like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So I was taking oh, Uber pool. I've been pool. in a bunch of those. Oh my God. I was in an Uber pool back in the day when that happened, mm-hmm. which by the way, they're reinstating Uber pools. It's back. I took it the other day. They're night. already back. Uber share. Uber share now. Uber not a share. pool. Yeah. But this is like 2017. It's not even that long ago. Right.
3: Yeah, it's only like five years ago.
2: Right. Not that long ago. Yeah. Back in the day. Five, <laughs> back five years ago. <laughs> All of my stories
3: are 20 years old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this girl, I won't say her name, but she's this like beautiful Latin American woman, mm-hmm. very feisty, young, confident. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the car and we're hanging out. And like, I'm wearing a nice outfit that night and some heels. And she says, Oh, let's go to this club, One Oak. She doesn't like say, say the club, but I will say the club. One here. Oak's hardcore. One Oak is fucking crazy. Yeah. So she was just like, Hey, come to this club with me. Like I'll get you in. I'll get you in. We'll go on the red rope. Do you want to come? And I was like, okay. I said, yes. And I was yeah, like, yes. Yeah, and yeah, let's yeah, go." Yeah, yeah. So we get, and like, it's kind of late. It's like 1030.
3: And I, I, I mean, that's just when one Oak's opening
2: ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but I see her like be very confident, but then answer the phone and then be very meek. And she's like, Yeah, um, I got a friend with me right now. It's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry, baby. Um, I was just eating. Oh yeah,
3: you were I was just currency. Eating.
2: Yes. So I didn't know the time. I mm-hmm. was just kind of like, Woo, I'm here. I'm at Parties habit. can
3: get very dark.
2: Very dark. So I'm like in the car, we get there, and they're like, come around back, let's check in around the back. And mm-hmm. I was like, Okay. So the bouncer, a tall guy, he's like, Show me your IDs. Don't worry, ladies, it's just for the cameras. And I said, whoa. I was thinking to myself, whoa, what's going on? What do you mean IDs just for the cameras? You should be 21 to get in here, but whatever. Yeah, yeah,
3: I don't want to hang out with 18-year-olds.
2: But we get in, and they take us downstairs. They take us not through the front entrance, through the back downstairs. So we get in there, and we're like hanging out in this basement, and this short little guy comes up and he's like he grabs her by the arm and he like starts speaking to her very violently and she like cowers to him and meanwhile there's these two tall men like and they're counting money they're counting money right there and he's like screaming at her like very like not screaming but just in a very sort of tone that makes you know he
3: I told you to come here you know like exactly
2: like that and then I'm just kind of like blah blah like in my own kind of la la mind and I see them counting money I say what's that money is it drug money (laughs) and then this short little guy looks at me and I can sense his eyes that he knows how to fight yeah he fights professionally he has hit women he will hit women tonight yeah, yeah, And then yeah, the future. Yeah. And he is the scariest probably person. Probably a pimp. Probably. He is the scariest person I have ever met in my entire life. Oh, yeah. The way this Latina woman bowed down to him, I was astonished. The way he looked at me, I was astonished. And then my friend was he probably like,
3: Probably was trying to f- see if you were a cop.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all I say is that the basement of One Oak they were like counting all this cash and mm-hmm. then we were just all in there together he was like grabbing her by the arm and like kind of like like speaking to her very staunchly. And then she was like, let's go, let's go to the upstairs. And I was like, okay. Like after I was like, is that drug money? Let's go upstairs. It's time to go. It's time to go. So we go upstairs and it's like, we're in the velvet rope area. So here's the thing about the velvet rope in a club. Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to get behind the velvet rope. I've been behind the velvet rope. What it is. It's a sea of young underage girls. And there were two dudes walking around who were, Old and disgusting. And I don't mean elderly as like a bad thing, because we all age and that's okay. Yeah. But I mean that they were trying to prey on young women. There was one guy with a white hat. That's the whole
3: reason clubs exist. The
2: whole fucking reason. There was a one guy with a white hat, a white long sarong, and white gloves. Mm -hmm. He was in his late 60s. He was walking around and he said, he said to me and the girl, like, oh, she's cooler than you. And I looked at him and I was like, you look like you belong on the Island of Dr. Moreau. Mm -hmm. And he got, did
3: he have like a wolf nose?
2: (laughs) Yeah, he should have. (laughs) He just looked like Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. And he got really upset. And I was just like, why is this guy fucking? And she's like, we have to go outside. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to have a cigarette. And then she's like, ah, I'm 26 years old. I'm so old. And I was like, you are not old. You should go to school. You're 10
3: years younger than I am.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. As I was like, get rid of these men. Hey, these men like looked at my face and I got very mad because I get, they knew I wasn't 18 years old. Yeah. As I was like, get rid of these men. Get out of here. Go to school. Better yourself. Mm-hmm. Leave this situation So like parties are fun and everything, but that wasn't a
3: party though. That's a nightclub. That's that's a whole different episode, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about cheap house parties. You know, and I've been to some evil ones of those. That's for goddamn sure. I
2: know. I took like a ten minute luau on this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy just fuck. He was the most evil man I've ever met. Yeah, he's
3: a fucking kingpin. Probably. He's a pimp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, they they have to be horrible. That's their whole. That's how they (laughs) make money. Horrible man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're a piece of shit. And uh, yeah, you don't
1: and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: But back to parties. I'm very sorry for derailing the conversation. It's fine.
3: It's fine. It's a good, I think it's a good, uh, you know, the, the more you know.
2: The more you know, and yeah, if you ever yeah, go yeah.
3: to a place and it's because like- these situations can happen at a normal party. Yes, you just happen to be at a at a club. I've been to you know gangsters' parties before, and they are scary. They are very you know. You get in there, and you're like, oh, I need to get, I need to remove myself from this situation. Leave physically, yeah. leave. Yeah, no, because I remember I'd be getting situations in high school where you know you got to buy drugs for everybody, you know, <sighs> and so you. I I remember there was this one dude. Uh, uh, his name, I guess I shouldn't say his name, but he's, you know, he's dead anyway, but anyway, name. Tito, uh, his name was Tito and he's, he's passed on. And, um, I remember he sold a lot of ecstasy and for some, and I needed like a hundred for a party, you know, and I had like a bunch of money and I'm sitting at his house and his guy's taking forever. Like, hours and I'm just sitting at his house and thank God I'm as likable as I am because I was making him laugh. You know, we're hanging out. We're having a good time. I brought some weed, you know, we're smoking a bunch and this dude, I heard him on the phone and like, he was very sweet to me because I was like his sister's friend. And, you know, he didn't want to fuck up with his sister and stuff, yeah. but you know, like the people he was talking to, the way he was talking, there was guns around, like it was fucking scary. No. And then they gave me the roles and, uh, and I remember going back and I'm like, all right, man, thank you so much. You know, you know, you know, well, I'll, I'll see you around, you know, you know, whatever. And then he's like, we're coming to the party. And then I was like, well, I don't, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tight, you know? And then. We got, he brought like four of his boys to the party. And like, you know, I got like theater kids at my party,
2: you know, like,
3: like, you know, it's not like, this is not like hardcore. They're
2: rehearsing Hamlet. It's like
3: half of the people there. It's the first time they've ever done drugs, you (laughs) know, like, and then like these fucking guys show up and they're like, you know, like I said, Tito, you know, like they are, they are unsavory, you know? And so it, it was, uh, it was interesting, uh, to say the least, but by the end of it, I was, uh. You know, I I did that thing I was talking about earlier where I just uh, was so sweet to them and welcoming that they were, you know, they didn't fuck up in, in there. And I... You know, I, I, they, I guess they, you know, I was a good customer.
2: They're taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know,
3: I, I gave them their first whippets <laughs> and, uh, and they, uh, and it was, a uh, and it was very, uh, and it was, uh, completely harmless and everything worked out totally fine. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm very lucky for that, but you know, totally, you know, but I got myself into a sticky situation that I realized I never again want to get myself in and that's, fucking fraternizing with the wrong people and then having them come around the people they shouldn't be around, No, you know? And so it's like, you know, and like I did a couple times, you know, cause you don't know any better when you're younger. You almost want to throw yourself into these dangerous situations, you know, to and learn. it's always a wrong, it's always the wrong choice and I remember one time I caught some guy putting GHB in my friend's drink Mm -mm. and then I fucking ended the party real fast I like I took her drink and I fucking just poured it out in the drain he's like what's up what are you doing man and I was like dude come on I saw what you fucking did you know and like he's like I didn't do nothing I was like "All right," I'm like we gotta go and I just took everyone and I just took like I took like 20 people and I was like let's just go but let's just go to the park this isn't fucking worth it this is horrible this guy's trying to drug people you know and it's just like, I want to do drugs, but like on my own, uh you on, know, your own terms. on my own terms, you know? And so it was, a, you know, it was, it was weird how hardcore Boca Raton, Florida would get sometimes, Woo. you know? And I, I went to a lot of definitely uh, seedy parties that if I, you know, whenever I tell the story and look back at it, you know, you know, something, you know, sometimes I, I look at back at it with like a fondness, you know, but other times I'm like, God damn, I almost,
2: Died. Almost died. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll that. tell you a story of a party that could have gone wrong uh-huh. that went amazing. Okay. So I was bartending in Hollywood. All right. Somebody comes in and they're talking about this late night scene in Hollywood. They're like, the parties start at 2 a.m. And you're going to walk through an alley and you're going to think it's nothing. And they're going to open the door. Yeah. And it's going to be a big rager inside.
3: Yeah, I know about this. And I was just
2: like, what? And he's like, do you do cocaine? And I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, you're going to do it that night. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll kind of like see what's happening. And he's like, what you got to do is you got to go to the certain bar. I won't say it on the air. You go to the certain bar and like pick up people. They're going to take you there. So I was like, okay. So that happened to be a bar that I kind of go to sometimes. Yeah. So I finish my shift. I'm in my bartending clothes Mm -hmm. and I go drink at that bar. 2 a.m. hits around there. This guy, he seems very nice. He has friends with him and he says, hey, do you want to hit with me the late night scene? And I say, sure. I say, yes, and. So I get in this guy's truck. I don't know this guy. He has a truck that looks like Do you know the movie Kill Bill, the Pussy Wagon? Yeah. He has a truck that looks just like that. It's got a Pussy Wagon? Yes. It says, like, it doesn't say Pussy Wagon, but it says something, something wagon on the back. I forget what it says. Snatch Truck. Snatch Truck. (laughs) But it's got the same colors and themes to it. And then he's like, all right, so I'm going to take you here first. It's Uh 2 Mm a.m. at this point. He drives me to a place. We literally walk through a darkened alley. We knock on a door. And then we get into a fucking rager party. Hell yeah. And then we party there for like three or four hours. We're getting drinks. I'm dancing. I'm talking. I don't quite remember because I'm pretty drunk.
1: Mm-hmm. We go to
2: another party. We go to another party. We end up at, there's some kind of tavern in Silver Lake, but it opens up pretty early. You recommended it to me earlier.
3: Oh, um, I love that place. Some uh, tavern. Yeah, the, uh, the something, it's the, a the room. The
2: red- not the red lion, it's, um,
3: God. The boiler room, that's not it, but it sounds like that. It's
2: some kind of tavern room, I'll figure it out. Yeah. We end up there, we're there at like six o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, my head is bobbing back and forth like a bobble animal, and I was like, I gotta go home. And he takes me home, and I hug him, and I say, thank you so much for a beautiful evening, and he said, I hope you get home safe. And I got home safe. That's so nice! So this total strange man, took me around a night through Hollywood, probably paid for me to get into these rooms, to be honest. I don't know because I was so fucking hammered, probably spent a lot of money on me, but I had a great time and he did not, Never once touched me or molested me or anything.
3: I mean, I've done Dropped that before. Off. It's just a nice thing to do. It's
2: nice. He was you know, a nice guy. Here's
3: the other thing about that. It's a nice thing to do. It's a good thing to do it. But then all of a sudden, now you're more trusting to get you in another situation where you can get in trouble because like that time a guy was so nice that to me. That's what to happen was so all nice. the time. You know. So, right. yeah, you know, so he was great, but it, it ended up being uh, but, you know, uh, I would suggest not to do that. But but at the same time, do it. I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's the weirdest I don't thing. I know. It's like, like trust
2: the, your gut. You know.
3: Yeah, you got to run off of vibes a lot of time. If you get a bad vibe from somebody, uh, you got to, you know, you got to know that you feel that, and you got to not, you got to not do it.
2: I was leaving my ex, and I was like in a bewilderment because mm-hmm. I was in an eight-year-long relationship, and I was like looking for places to stay. I was sort of unhoused, but like living with people who were like. Luckily, the Lord sent me places that were like, oh, we're leaving for this month, so stay in my place. We're leaving for this, so stay in my place. So this one place, this guy was like, I have one more month till my lease runs out, but I want to live with my girlfriend. Do you want to live in my place and pay me? And I was like, great. Mm -hmm. So I'm like in his place. I'm bartending, so I'm working, so I have the money. But it's a very small bachelor's pad, so there's no kitchen. It's just like a room smaller than this, to be yeah. honest, with like a hot plate. And the people next to me were a gay couple that would scream and fight and hit each other every single night. Oh my God. It was it was a bad, I, I yeah. hated listening to this. So there was one night I was coming home from work, from bartending, and I was putting my keys in the door and I heard this salsa music coming down the street and I was like, oh, salsa music. So I go to this bar right around the corner and I listen to the salsa band. It's so great. Nobody really speaks English. Uh, un poquito español, yeah. you know, habla un, un capito, very small English, Spanish. So I, you know, I kind of like get a modelo, I'm drinking, and this older woman comes and talks to me. And she's like, Do you want to come hang out? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, let's go. Like, we're like talking a little bit, let's go. Yeah. So we get in a cab. It's her and a, some kind of cab driver and the mariachi band guy. And so. The mariachi band guy, we go and somehow we're in an alley and me and the mariachi band guy, we're just like talking, like drinking on Modelo's in an alley, talking about his kids. He shows me his kids. Yeah, He doesn't speak English. I don't speak Spanish, but I look at his kids and I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like the pictures on his phone. And then we get in this cab and then all of a sudden in this cab, like we're driving around East L.A., This mariachi guy gets out, goes into a house, and comes back. And we do this twice. And I was like, I think we're on a drug run. Like, (laughs) my spidey senses say this. So I just say, like, oh, I got to go back. Oh, I'm sick. I say I'm sick. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm sick. And they take me back, and I, like, try to give the cab driver some cash. And I know— He's her friend. He's not the cab driver. Yeah. I know it's not like, I know it's like a thing. And so they take me back and, um, I was at a drug run in East LA. Hey,
3: there you, know, you, go. you made it. You got out, you <laughs> know, we've all been there. You know, I've been on my fair share of drug runs and, uh, look, but I was driving.
2: Uh, <laughs> was that a bad story to end no, on? No, it's not.
3: It's not. I do have, uh. One other story that I I, thought I that was kind of fun for me yes. uh, for for years in in college I worked at Hooters. Yes. And uh, I loved working at Hooters. I really enjoyed it, you know, uh I I think uh, one of the things that I like to mention, you know, is uh uh uh, don't if you work at a place like Hooters or the Village Poorhouse, the the, the greatest thing you could do is not fuck your coworkers. Yes. Um But I remember one day that all the Hooter girls, particularly one of them named uh, I'll say Tracy, I'll just say a name, and uh, Tracy was having it was her birthday and uh, she was having a pajama party. And I was, and all the girls were talking about going and stuff, and I was like, well, I mean. I think I'll regret it for the rest of my life if I don't go to the Hooters pajama party, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, I, and so I, I go, I, I like get in the car, I'm wearing boxer shorts and, uh, and you know, like a sleeveless shirt, you know, I'm like, this is the close to pajamas I'm going to get. And, uh, I remember I, I showing up and it was like three of the Hooters girls and like a hundred dudes. And I just remember just walking in. I'm by myself. None of the other, like one of the other cooks showed up, you know, and I just remember talking to him for a little bit and just being like, I got to get out of here. This is crazy. You know? And then, uh, and then the, then the next day, the, the, the chick running the party was like, it was so much fun. I had such a great time. I woke up in a bed when and there was like there was there was like six people in my bed and just talking. I was like, "Are you were you okay? Is everything fine? Did something happen to you?" And she's like, "No, it was great. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, I had the best time." And I was just like. Ah, salute, my lady. Ah, <laughs> but Who the, am I to judge?
2: Who am I to judge? <laughs> but that's the thing about parties. It's a fun party when there's a lot of girls in there.
3: Oh, my God. No, girls always, if you want a good party, invite a lot of women. Yeah. You have. You need women to have a good party. Otherwise, you're screwed. So I remember another time, uh, a bunch of, I wasn't at this, but uh, some of the, uh, so my friends Henry was at this party. I'm sure we've heard this story before. Henry and uh, Tim Dean from Murderface went to a there was a theater sex party,
1: Ooh. and everybody was in
3: lingerie, and you know it was a similar situation. And they and the two of them went and came back to the rest of us very quickly. And uh, I remember uh, they were saying that uh, there and there was this one like really like annoying voice girl that was so loud the whole time. It's like hey.
2: Everybody. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And then at some point, uh, she was like, It's hot. It's hot in here. Why is this so hot? And then um they had put out a bunch of candles for the sexy party, and her hair had caught on fire. Oh. And then, like, literally, someone had to like tackle her and put her on the floor and like hit her head with a bunch of towels and shit. Oh my god. Yeah, but
2: you know, you gotta be careful
3: with these sex parties.
2: You do. <laughs> I feel like I've shared a couple bad stories about parties. I'm so sorry. I've done that. You don't
3: have to apologize. I mean,
2: I did this drug run in East LA and I did... um...
3: It's so interesting that you have a podcast about missing women.
2: (laughs) Um... I don't know. I would say parties are phenomenal. And if you don't, like, honestly, throw more parties in the winter because there's only a couple holidays in winter. What do we have? Thanksgiving? We have Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. There's months and months of cold, dark, celibate times also, we need to come together
3: yeah and also a lot of bodies in a small room equal heat yes and so that is a, it's a good way that's to stay it warm. and you
2: don't need a theme hey hey a theme is a, a full moon is do a, a full moon party
3: a, a cheap keg is a theme you yes. know yeah you know, it's uh it's totally fine that's you it. could throw a party just for the fuck of it uh just make sure you you stay cool be cool um one of the things uh i like to say is uh Never charge people for stuff no. unless you're doing a party as a fundraiser or something like that. But like if you're having people over, don't expect them to pay for stuff.
2: No. Tell them to like bring some wine or beer if you want to.
3: Yeah. You can do that for sure. You, know, you can contribute, but don't. Uh, and, then, Demand. and also as a guest, I would say never show up empty handed. Um, uh, but it, and also uh, leave empty handed. Uh, if you can, uh, I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to a party. Uh, not, nothing's worse than someone who brings a 12 pack and then like puts four beers in his bag on the way out. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just like if it's a normal hang with your close friends, that's one thing. But if it's like a big party, you know, what are you doing? Uh, but uh, you know, I think party hardy all the day long. Make your play. Oh, can I? Can I do playlist. a playlist? We need
2: a-, a playlist. I know you want to say playlist. You got to do playlist for the time. Fall playlists, yes. summer playlist,
3: and I, and you know, a lot of us are, you know, we're we're really into what we're into, and we really want to like show our friends the new music that we know. But I think one of the most important things, as someone who likes a lot of weird music that other people don't like, and I, you know, um, not that don't like, but don't know of. You have you can sprinkle that in there, but you gotta play the hits at a party. Yeah. You know, because you're playing it for everybody. You can sprinkle them in to kind of show people new shit, but then you gotta play the hits because you gotta keep the party going. Nothing's worse than you go to a party and there's a bunch of fucking weird mishmash music you never heard of and shit. And you're like, I wanna dance. I wanna fucking get down, you know. And so uh, you know, I love it. Uh the music's I like the music loud, but not too loud. Uh and uh and you know food as we get older food. make make sure there's food there.
2: I would recommend making a big pot of something like a jambalaya or a red beans and rice or a dirty rice. Yeah. These are very cheap options. Look at recipes to do them. You can make it in the day. It's honestly better later in the day because it's had time to marinate. Put it on the back stove with a bunch of bowls beside it and a bunch of spoons. Get plastic bowls, plastic spoons. Big old bowl of jambalaya. Yeah. Now people can like scoop it out onto the bowl, having a great time.
3: Hell yeah, guys! I love you. Be safe out there. I know we we uh, we 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 talked about our reckless activities a lot from our past. Please be safe while you're having a good time.
2: Yeah. Man, I feel like I did like a downer. Did I do a downer in these two things? I mean, it's
3: fine. You you you're giving you you telling you're warning people. I did a downer too. I did a whole. Uh, Uh, The crazy drug dealers that I brought to my parents' house, you know? Okay, You know, it's fine. You're you're telling people to be careful and warn. You you want to have
2: fun, but you want to... Honestly, to understand how to have responsible fun, I think you have to have careless, reckless fun for a long time. Oh yeah,
3: you gotta make some mistakes so you don't make them again. So you understand. But you know, but please don't make mistakes if you're uh, if you can. Uh, yeah. You know, there, and there's one piece of advice I can give everyone out there is moderation. Everything's better in moderation. You can always have more. You can never have less.
2: You can always do more drugs. Yeah. Always do more drugs. You can never take less drugs.
3: Yeah. And so um, be careful out there, especially when you're drinking your hard liquor. And you're doing your funnels, and you, you know, you're taking your eight foot bong hits. You know, I could do like ten more of these episodes because I so many crazy parties growing up. Let's do
2: a parties part too.
3: I would love that. But uh, we love you guys. Be careful. Have fun be open-minded. You never know, you know, who someone really is on the inside. They just need someone to uh, be kind to them. And that can happen at a party. Don't be afraid to talk to the person in the corner. Don't be afraid to talk to the jock. You know, it's just like, it works out both ways. And the nicer you are to everyone else, it'll come back to you. And if they're mean, then, you know, talk to them ever again.
2: Don't talk to them again.
3: You're the prize know that you knowing you is, is, is knowing the prize and knowing you is, uh, is what's, uh, what's better for everybody else. So be kind to one another, have some pride and really just enjoy it. Don't show up empty handed. And I love you all.
2: I love you all too. And uh, have a party. That's what human beings are designed to do because, um, we're not the strongest of animals. We're not as strong as a giraffe Mm -hmm. or a a lion or a tiger, but we gather together and we tell stories and do that.
3: Fucking men. Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, Last Podcast Network, the Brighter Side LPN. Twitter, at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at Last Podcast Network, at Brighter Side LPN. Brighter Side Live on Twitch is the second Tuesday of every month. Come check us out. That's on the um, Last Podcast Network Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash Last Podcast Network. Um, That is the second Tuesday of every month, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. The next one is going to be on November 8th. Brighter Side Live is tonight. Uh, If for some reason uh, you're listening, this, this episode comes out on a Friday, on October 21st. So if you are listening to this and you are in the Los Angeles area, come to the Pack Theater, 9 p.m. tonight, $7 uh, will get you in. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Holden McNeely's going to be there, and I may show my nuts. Um, <laughs> Classy Night <laughs> Out is uh, December 30th, 8 p.m. for a special uh, New Year's edition of Classy Night Out at the Pack Theater. That's going to be $20. Uh, we both got Patreons. Uh, Amber, what's going on with you these days?
2: My Patreon is Amber Smelson. I show you all the delicious, healthy, cheap foods that I cook. And also, it's a way to support me as an artist.
3: Hell, yeah. And uh, mine is patreon.com slash eddytunes, E-D-D-I-E-T-U-N-E-S. Tunes like as in music, not cartoons, even though I love both. Um, (laughs) That's the home of the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour and a bunch of private playlists for all you fuckers. Come out and hang out with me. It's also a direct line to me. I love answering my messages on there. Because everyone is so sweet and kind. Sticker giveaway. uh, You can mail us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the Brighter Side Care of PO Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. You can also just DM Amber and I and give us your name and address, and we will just mail you a sticker because... That's the kind of people we is.
2: We're good people.
3: Yeah. But if you send an envelope, we give you uh, two stickers instead of one. How about that? Yes. Um, Spotify. I'm Ed Larson. Napster. Eddie Tunes. Check me out there. I got a bunch of fun playlists on there. Thank you so much to our editor, April Madeline, our producer, and Maddie, our social media guru. You do so much for us, and it means the world to us. HowAmericaKillMyMother.com is where you see or rent uh, rent or buy uh, my movie, How America Killed My Mother, at the end of this month. You can catch me at the Smod Castle Film Festival with Travis Irvine, uh, showing our movie. That's going to be between November thirtieth and December fourth. Come check that out. I love party music. There's so much of it. You can go any way you want. You can go hip hop. You can go rock and roll. You can go, you know, chill. You can do whatever you want. But. For my money, nothing beats the funk. So, we're playing Get Down on It by Cool and the Gang. Get Down on It.
1: it. Get Down on It.
3: it. Yeah, man. The ultimate party song and party band, Cool and the Gang, gang. after people, of course. But, you know, we're playing Get Down on It today. We love you. Be good to yourselves. Peace. (laughs) By
0: (laughs) standing (laughs) on (laughs) the
1: (laughs) wall you gonna do you gotta get on the groove if you want your body to move tell me baby how you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance by standing on the wall get your back up the wall
2: tell me this show is made possible by listeners like you
3: thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.